This is the Public Record Podcast, where we take a deep dive on a topic of interest to the business, nonprofit, education, and government stakeholders in our community. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen. My guests today are Monica Robles and Guido Tataro. Is that right? Close enough? Perfect. <laughs> My Spanish. Two years of Spanish, I can't speak. Uh, and I'm going to let Monica introduce the name of the company today. Thank you. Asociación de Emprendedores. And tell us what you do. What we do at the organization, we're a nonprofit organization, 501c3, and our mission is to educate, motivate, empower, and develop the leadership skills and business acumen of the monolingual Hispanic community. And we do this through an eight-week program called Emprendedores Program. Now, when we talked about this uh, when we first met, uh, it was described to me as sort of like the kind of program SCORE does, but in Spanish. Well, SCORE is also a nonprofit organization that are focused on volunteers. Mm-hmm. And what they do, they have different workshops, but not a program per se. Right. But they also provide, or we also provide mentorship to those aspiring entrepreneurs that want to start or to grow their program, their business. So. And you're really reaching out to people whose primary language is Spanish, right? That is correct. Monolingual Hispanic community, that's our primary client. And the reason is because there are lots of programs in English and there's kind of an underserved need for Spanish-speaking entrepreneurs. Is that right? That is yeah. correct. Now, do you work with CVEP in the Coachella Valley, the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership? I have in the past, but worked with, not CVEC, but with the um, Riverside County Economic Development okay. uh, Office, Department, and we have, you know, worked with them, and we have actually four cohorts for graduates, uh, meaning four programs that I taught in Coachella Valley during 2017 and 18. We are based in Orange County in Anaheim, and we have offices here in the city of San Bernardino as well. We provide services to the counties of Orange, San Bernardino, Riverside, and Los Angeles. And in every uh, county, we bring the Emprendedores program in Spanish only in mentorship, one-on-one business consulting services. We also have other events like Lunch and Learn in Español, mm-hmm. where we partner with banks, and we have different series of um, financial education, and I always teach on empowerment and leadership. I suppose many people listening to this will be wondering, how can you start a business if you don't speak English, isn't that a big handicap? What would you say to that? It used to be. Uh-huh. It used to be a handicap for the monolingual Hispanic community, and they would start a business anyway. The situation was that they would not comply with the legal requirements because they didn't know the language and everything was in English. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, after COVID, a lot of that has changed, and a lot of agencies, government agencies, local, state, and county have done programs in Spanish, and they also upgraded their websites to to present their services in Spanish as well. So that's been changing lately. Do you have a sense of what businesses are most popular in the Hispanic community? Well, for, for startups, I mean. For startups will be food, will be mm-hmm. the first one because it's an easy trade. Okay. You know how to cook, people like it, you sell something. You're in business. <laughs> yeah, you're you just in have business. to find our location. Exactly, right? or do it from home. You know, you can. Oh, you can do that now too. Yes. What about food trucks? Can they do that? Oh yeah, they can do that. Yeah. But they normally start from home or going to different places like the flea market. You know, we call it tianguis in Espanol. So they go there and they offer the products, or they go to the corners like the street vendors. We provided training for 110 street vendors in 2022, 2021, 2022. So they they go like behind the home Home Depot, they go in Kmart or Walmart, and they sell their food. 
early in the morning, late at night, but of course, when they don't have all the legal requirements, they get in trouble with you know, the card the enforcement, yeah. the, the government, so. I'm familiar with this uh, relaxed legislation in having home produced food, but can you bring us a little bit up to speed? I don't want to depart too much from your story, but it is an interesting point, and it's kind of relevant to your story. It is, because the state government approved um, the bill to support street vendors and allow them to also use their homes. But that doesn't mean that all the counties have approved it to establish that. Ah. And what that is, is that MICO is Micro Enterprise Kitchen Operations. And counties like Riverside approved that uh, legislation and they have allowed you know, some of the people that used to be street vendors or others that are starting in their home to sell the food from their home. People can go pick it up. Or they can even use like the dining set to welcome you and greeting you as if it was a restaurant, a, bit, a small restaurant, so they can encourage them to, you know, create the revenue, have their own business. But there's some parameters. They cannot go beyond $50,000 a year of revenue. If they mm. do that, then they will have to look for a retail place and bring really a restaurant. Actually, our special guest here is part of that process. Okay, well, let's hear from you. Tell us, tell us what your experience was. When I arrived here to the U.S., I didn't know how to start my business. So I did Monica's program, and she took me from my hand and showed me all the process to start a, a, a company, right? I make empanadas, mm -hmm. Argentinian empanadas, and she gave me the advice to start the business from my home. I have a proof kitchen, uh, so with all the license, all the permits, and that's give me the chance to start my business from home. And now we are, I am in the process to try to find a place to move uh, forward, yes. For a retail store? Yes, Okay. correct. And how did you find this program? Okay, it was in the pandemic. Uh, before, I have my license of realtor, oh. so I am trying to work in real estate, but when I arrived here to America, I had my own business in Argentina from men clothes store, mm -hmm. but I always like to do something like with food, with empanadas. And I was in my internet, in Facebook, and I saw that the city of Corona and the emprendedores are offering this free um, program. And I sign up and then Monica called me because they have a lot of people that interest in that program, but they have limited space. And I start my business like I have the idea. I don't know if I want to do it now. But then Monica said, okay, you have to put a name of your baby. And then you have to to put the license of the, for the city, and, and now my baby born, mm -hmm. and now it's working. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, before we go on with your story, he mentioned, yes. uh, Monica, that you uh, have limited space. Is, some, is this something you need philanthropic support for, or is all your money come from government sources? It's both. Okay. Uh, we apply for grants with the different levels of governments, the cities, the state, and the counties. And, yeah, cities and counties. And we also apply for grants with the foundations, corporations, and philanthropic mm -hmm. uh, organizations that are aiming to economic upward mobility for the Hispanic community, the disadvantaged, underserved, monolingual Hispanic. 
So you're a 501c3, so that means people can donate to your program That's and right. underwrite your program yes. either one time or sustaining. Do you have any special projects you need particular funding for right now? The program. Just the program the ongoing. The Emprendedores program because um, people come from different paths of life, mm -hmm. number one. And there is a capacity, you know, our groups are up to 30 people only. And sometimes we have 80 people, 90 people. Like in Corona, the last uh, graduation we had, we had 90 people registered. Because we are now being known by the word of mouth, by those that have participated, graduated, started a business, and they're being successful. They tell their friends, their family, their life changes. And so people registered. And we have a protocol, which is a preselection call, because I need to make sure that the people that participate are committed to their mm. own goals to become entrepreneur. And that's why I have to filter, you know, those that are like, yeah, maybe, and those like, yes, I will commit to attend the class because it's free for the community. For, forgive me for asking this question, but I know it would be a question some in the audience would be wondering, do you have to be a citizen to be in the program? No. Okay, good no. to know. So, Guido, let's go back to your situation. Yes. Walk us rather quickly through the program. So you show up for a class environment. Is that how it works? Or, does a, or is it a one-on-one -on -one mentorship? No, it's a class. Okay. Our class was in the pandemic or in the end of part of the pandemic. So was all the classes via Zoom. And then you have one-on-one -on -one mentoring with Monica, of course. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And how long does the class go on? The class, I think, was eight weeks or six weeks, eight, 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 week, eight weeks, and, and once a week, one class is for three hours uh, each week or two hours. I forgot that. <laughs> it's in 2021. Yes. And do they help you with funding and paying the fees for the licenses and whatnot? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. So how, after you finish the class, how long did it take you to kind of get up and running? I remember one day we have a meeting with Monica 101 and she helped me to do all the permits, all the license, and it was fast. I think one or one month and a, and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. This is the Public Record Podcast. We'll return in a moment. How would you like to slash your marketing budget by up to 80% while still bringing customers to your door? What's the secret? Editorial marketing. Today, there's an insatiable demand for news content. Web blogs, podcasts, YouTube product reviews, chamber and service club newsletters, business and health news publications, mainstream news media, and more. Search engines like Google and Bing place your website higher on search results when you update your site's content on a regular basis. And for a limited time, you can get a free 30-minute phone consultation from a top PR professional to explore how your business can leverage free or low-cost editorial marketing. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today by calling Ken Allen Consulting at 760-808-6189. That's Ken Allen Consulting at 760-808-6189. Meet Mariah. When she was two, she suffered life-threatening facial injuries. Thanks to generous Lifestream blood donors, Mariah received the blood she needed that helped save her life. Every day, people of all ages are in life-threatening situations, and blood is needed every day. We need your help. Please donate. We can't save lives without you. Call 800-TRY-GIVING or visit lstream.org. 
The Public Record Podcast continues. So is there an ongoing support after they get going? Tell us about that, Monica. Well, we continue providing the one-on-one business consulting services until they say, I don't need you anymore. Okay. <laughs> like in the case of Guido, uh, he's now in that uh, process of scaling his business, mm-hmm. and I have already connected him with other people that knows a lot more, of course, than we do. And so he can be taking him in hand to scale his business mm. because uh, he wants to do franchises or manufacturing. I don't have expertise on that. So then I, you know, I send them to other experts on the field so he can get those connections and continue moving forward. Now tell us about the back end of your business. Are you working with volunteers to provide the support or do you need staff? How does that work? We have a staff of three people. Mm-hmm. We have a business consultant, which is an expert on food and beverages as well. And we have the program, program coordinators, a coordinator, and we have a lately, thank God, an admin assistant that is supporting my work, you know, because I'm all over the place, as right. you can tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do want to also bring some volunteers on board uh, because the classes, uh, normally I will have like three or four classes a week. And so I need volunteers to help me setting up and, you know, before and after I leave the class, and also with the different events that, we, that we're promoting in the different counties. Like, we're going to start a new one in the city of Riverside, a new Lunch and Learn in Espanol uh, series. We're doing one in San Bernardino, Anaheim, and um, Rialto right mm-hmm. now. Now we're including uh, Riverside. And Bellflower also is asking us for, for support on the Lunch and Learn, because people want to continue learning. That's the good thing. Well, the reason I ask about volunteers is when you're talking about nonprofit organizations, uh, that's often one thing they kind of forget to mention in these interviews, that they need volunteer support. And with the recent pandemic and so many older people took early retirement, and now we're at a year or two after, and a lot of people are now thinking, eh, I kind of like to do something, even if I don't get paid for it. Uh, there may be a group of people out there just waiting to be a mentor in a program like this. Uh, is that something you would be welcoming? Definitely, yes. Okay. Definitely, yes. If you can tell your audience to please come and knock on our doors, <laughs> we need that support. Well, this might be a good time to tell them how to get in touch with you. Well, thank you. They can contact me uh, through our webpage, which is asociaciondeemprendedores.org, or org, sorry, English. And my, my email is monicarobles at asociaciondeemprendedores.org. And it probably goes without saying you, you need volunteers who speak Spanish, right? they got to be bilingual, <laughs> yes, or willing to learn the language, yeah, you know, yeah. either or. Very good. Um, what are your programs in the Coachella Valley since it's our primary interest? Do you have a regular uh, mixer of some kind? We haven't. We do have, like I say, some graduates that I continue being in contact with, and I have a brought that idea that I want to go back to Coachella because I know there is a lot of need also for the program. And we just need to coordinate with um, maybe the Riverside Economic Development Department that will be willing to let us use their uh, offices as well, the training room, Mm -hmm. or other organizations that we might, you know, uh, cooperate with and bring the program to to fruition again in the, in the Coachella Valley. But again, I need to get the funding for it, you know, mm. because everything costs, even though it doesn't cost for our uh, community, but it has a cost on our end, you know, so. Now, we first met at the recent education conference. What is your relationship to young people in K through 12 education? Well, 
We are working on putting together the Emprendedores for Teens. Ah, okay. And so it's a program that has been on the works for a few years, and more parents are asking me to bring it to life because when they go home, they talk to their family, their children, and they see their, the children see their parent blossoming, changing the way he sees or she sees herself mm -hmm. and the words and all that. So they said, Monica, we want the program for our children. So in every county it has happened, and I know I have to bring that program to life, and most likely it will be by the end of the year. And what help do you need to make that happen? Funding. Okay. Yeah, right. funding will be uh, the one of the helps because uh, we do have a, other than the program, uh, we create a workbook. So the Emprendedores program has its own workbook. And to create a workbook, you know, you need a lot of time uh, and funding and because that is a resource we give for free to, mm -hmm. the, to the participants. And so that will be funding most of, and, and finding time uh, on my own as well to sit down and create the whole the basics is there to focus on K-12 and more and also I'm involved in San Bernardino County in a lot of committees uh, with education with the unified district of the city of San, of, uh, San Bernardino yes and uh, making Hope Happen Foundation. I'm the co-chair for Uplift San Bernardino Small Business Resource uh, Group, and we work with Loma Linda University as well. So people, uh, actually the teenagers have hired me at the Gorgorio High School here in San Bernardino. They, they met me at an event and said, can we, can you come over and just teach us, you know, about what you do in entrepreneurship and, and empowerment? And I did three classes with them, you know, and two, it was, um, Sophomore and junior classes. Yeah, it was very, very interesting to work with the teenagers. So that gave me a glimpse, you know, what's happening on the on that world, which is, is very interesting. And we're working also to plant their seeds in their mind to become entrepreneurs at young age. They're very interested in this, and certainly we learned at the conference that uh, there's more and more of a focus on sort of everyday bread and butter skills. Like uh, they were mentioning, carpenters make an extraordinary mm -hmm. salary with apprentice. Young people in carpentry can often earn far more than a recent college graduate can earn uh, before they get out of high school. It's That's astonishing right. the amount of yeah. money they make. Uh, but not really because it's a shortage in those areas. All the sort of artisan skills, welding, mm -hmm. uh, auto repair, uh, air aircraft maintenance, plumbing, ele electrician, electrician, all of these skills are in desperate need of uh, workers and they pay very good starting wages and good earnings throughout a lifetime. I, I know a locksmith who earns a fabulous salary, you know, just putting locks in buildings and changing locks, and he is busy all the time. Yeah. Um, do you have a dollar figure in, in mind that you need to raise for the education effort? We, we would need between uh, 200000 and 300000 oh, okay. because we, when, when we launch it, I know that, thank God, it will be want to put a lot of unified districts. Mm -hmm. And we will need to hire people, you know, instructors and one-on-one -on -one business consultants, train them on how to treat teenagers if they're in connection with them or not, because it's a lot of mentality. Mm -hmm. So if we want to do a, a good job, like we have done with the Emprendedores program for the teens, and now that I went through all this process, you know, from scratch up to what you see now, I know that's what it's about going to take to do it right.
And after that, what's next for your program? Where would you like to be 10 years from now? We're going to be national. Really? Oh, okay. yes. Okay, wonderful. Thank yeah. you, big. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, ever since I created the program and then I launched the organization, I saw it first going uh, in the state, you know, the state level. California and I have a lot of connections through mm -hmm. the states. And moving east, you know, like Arizona, Nevada, you know. And I know people from 40 out of the 50 country, uh, states in the United States that I know are needed of this program. And working with the government, the state government, you know, the different organizations, nonprofit organizations that are already national, uh, I know we can get their support to, to bring that, you know, to other uh, areas in California and also nationwide. Is there any other need that you see that needs to be filled that we haven't talked about? Well, it would be uh, to tell people that if you have an expertise mm. in some industry, some area, and you're bilingual, contact me, mm. because we need business consultants as well. Mm. How about the skills I mentioned, you know, the, the welding, aircraft maintenance? Oh, yeah. yeah. Any of those skills, you know, that people can, or teenagers can take advantage of, you know, that would be awesome. And we also have a, a lot of entrepreneurs that go into those fields. Um, that could be of help, but if we need bilingual people because yeah. I know everything has to be done in English and then, you know, bring it to Spanish. Well, thank you for joining me today and uh, wish you, you both much success in your endeavors. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. The Public Record Podcast is a public service of the Public Record, the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll share it with your friends and be sure to click the subscribe button with your favorite podcasting host. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen reminding you to make someone's day with something nice to say.